0: Hello friends, and welcome to the First Love Podcast. So glad that you're here, and let's just invite the Lord to bless our time. Father, thank you so, so very much for this opportunity to just share some fun stories of what you are doing in the lives of your people whom you love so dearly. And I pray that these stories would encourage those who are listening today to inspire them, encourage them, and that they would even feel your love coming through. And I pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. We had a first love weekend in the first weekend of May. It was at this place called Asbury Grove. And the wild part for me is that our family moved to Hamilton, Massachusetts in 1974. And outside of being away for college, I have been here then for the last 45 years, 46 years now. And I can't even tell you how many times over the years that I drove by this place, and I've seen it all these years, and it wasn't until November that I actually went on the property. I was invited by someone to just come and see it, and mostly because they were really hoping to see the possibility of doing a first loved weekend there. And so that all came to pass, and it happened the first weekend of May. The really fun thing about this place, too, is that I don't remember now the specific date when it first happened, but it was in the 1800s where they had this property, this grove, and they prepared it to have a big revival time. There used to be actually a train that ran right by that through Hamilton. They were hoping that maybe 3,000 people would show up. 10,000 people showed up. It was quite a logistical nightmare for food and bathrooms, but most everybody came with tents, so their tents were very, very close. But the powerful thing is that God showed up in a very, very profound way, and as a result, this place continued since that time right up to the present day to be a place in summer where people come for special meetings to encounter the Lord. They do all kinds of summer programs. But now instead of tents, they have seasonal housing and year-round housing. And so it's really a special place. And it was very fun, actually, to be there and just have this sense among us that, you know, God, what are you doing? And how am I first loved in this little meeting? Because most of the people who came were leaders, just really excited and curious as to what God had in store for us. But the other thing that was really fun for me about this time was that we have been working on First Loved since January of trying to produce a curriculum for a small group, for doing videos, and in the process of that, it actually caused me to have to redo the opening session. It's been entitled for a while now, A New Way of Loving, but we decided to title it Our Vision Statement, which is... Every Christian loving the Jesus way. And so the first part of it was, what does it mean to love the Jesus way? And so I explained that. But the second half that I've never really done, and I know I did a podcast not so long ago about excited anticipation, and I think about my coffee Well, we really felt as a team that we needed to really capitalize on that, because essentially then the first half of the opening session, to love the Jesus way is to love as loved. And you can't love as loved unless you come and be loved by Jesus, by the Father. And in order to be loved, you have to come and you have to spend time with them. (laughs) You can't get loved if you don't hang out together. And so the second half was, what are some of the issues that are in the way that prevent us from wanting to spend that time? And the primary thing we focused on was simply that a lot of people have not necessarily positive ideas about what's going to happen in that time. And I remember at some point for me is that even though in the early years, it was a very precious time of engaging God and really actually feeling loved by Him, not really having language for it. But somewhere along the line, more and more, it became more like a classroom experience about studying and learning. And then, sadly, it would often drift into a performance review, showing what I was doing well or not, and then you go out and try not to mess up. But for others, it could be boring. It could be duty. So we were just recognizing that, wow, if that's what you think, you probably don't have very much anticipation, certainly not excited anticipation, to want to spend time with God. Well, of course, then I think, again, I don't remember, it's been a little bit since I did that podcast, but the main thing was that we would have that feeling, like I have for my coffee, that's seven more hours, and I get that special coffee, and how much I love it and enjoy it, that we would have that feeling, that thought, that emotion about our time with God, because we knew we were going to encounter something that would bring us such joy and pleasure. And so I really had fun working on that. And actually, just to say again, I I don't know, even for some of you that have been through it, I don't always get a chance to say this, but it was fun again to really capitalize on this, that, you know, God made us to need food and water and as well, right, rest and exercise, but we're just focused on food and water. And especially, you know, we can go for a pretty long time without food, but we can't go too long without water or we die. Very, very necessary. Both these things actually are necessary for life. They bring nourishment and life to our bodies. Well, uh, forgive me again if I've already said this, but it's just fun to say it again. (laughs) uh, For nine months in our mother's womb, we were fed the food and water, the nourishment that we needed through the umbilical cord, through the placenta. Imagine if food and water, if nourishment was all God cared about such that when we were born, the umbilical cord got cut at the placenta and actually retracted inside of us so that when we were thirsty or hungry, you simply went over to a food source, a water source, and you uncoiled your umbilical cord, plugged it in, and you got the same nourishment that you got from mom for those nine months. Very effective. And actually, you might even feel your hunger and thirst go away, which is a nice feeling. But come on, folks. (laughs) hallelujah, glory to God, ooh la la, that he actually cut it at our navel and then created us with taste buds and noses that smell and then ridiculous amount of variety of food and drink such that it doesn't just nourish us, but we find immeasurable joy and pleasure out of eating and drinking. Well, likewise, God created us for love But he didn't create us just to be loved so that we could love, not just to train us, which is still a good thing. He created us to need love because of the joy and the pleasure that it brings. And the fact that we get loved in such a variety of ways, varieties of words, varieties of actions, so many ways. Well, then to recognize that when we come to our time with him, he knows that we need this stuff. He knows that we need to be loved and he wants us to experience that joy and pleasure. Well, then the really fun part is to flip it around the other way, and that is that God is waiting with the same and greater excited anticipation about when we come. He knows what you need and he is so excited to bless us with it, to give it to us, and the pleasure that it brings him to love us. Well, the funniest part was is that one of my facilitators, we were talking about it, and she says to me, "You know, Mark, I don't know why I've heard you say this for years and years and years and years, but I finally got it today." And then she starts to well up with tears and she goes, "Wait a minute, I hope this wouldn't be sacrilegious or wrong to say, but you know, the thought that just came into my mind is, when I come home from work every day, our dog is in the kennel in the house, and when she's let out, she comes and she's she's whining and she wants to lick and she's doing little piddles and, and her tail's wagging so hard, her whole body's wagging, and she goes, Wait, you mean that's how the Lord feels every time I come into his presence? Mm-hmm. And so much more. And then she just burst into tears. It's like, no way, no way. Never mind us coming with excited anticipation, but God's waiting there for us to greet us that way. Oh my gosh, what a joy it was. It was a blast. And then a, particularly in the morning, was then there was this really, really fun excitement by the participants like, "All right, let's do this because we want to experience God this way." You know, and God did not disappoint. I mean, the synonym antonym time, the love verse practice time was just incredibly fun. The joy and the energy in conversations at lunchtime were great. He helped me do the measuring stick teaching. I've even learned how to make that way more simple using a thing that actually, Pete, remember the day you were the one that used the hand illustration and uh, that works so good. I can actually do the the measuring stick teaching in 10 to 15 minutes. It's unbelievable. And people remember it you know, it's awesome. So that went really well. Well, then what was really fun was that night, though, after dinner, I just take a few minutes to talk about what else we do in First Loved, and and I ended up starting talking about getting along, which was something I talked to you about in the last podcast. Well, once again, here is a community, and it just starts to come out that even though among themselves, these particular leaders, things are okay. But those who live year round, sometimes there's just real struggles and people don't know how to get along. They don't know how to have a healing conversation. And, oh my gosh, they're trying to pull all kinds of stuff out of me. And I'm like, no, I can't teach this right now, <laughs> but we'll figure out a way to come back. Oh, please come back. Please come back. Well, somehow we were in just a good moment. And then the host Her daughter, I don't know if she didn't know that we were going to meet after dinner or whatever, but she opens up the main door and the main door just goes right into this living room space where we were all meeting and she just bursts in. But here's the wildest part. She comes in and she just looks at us and everybody goes, hey, you know, and they are excited to see her and bless her. And her mom says, she's the one that cooked this and cooked that. And everybody's, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you're awesome and you're the best. And she's like overwhelmed. And the next thing you know, she's just going to person to person and hugging them and loving them and blessing them. And the whole place is just kind of cracking up and laughing. Cause somebody could have seen it as just an interruption. And like she might have said, Oops, I'm sorry, and you know, backed out. But instead she just comes in and just gets lavished in love. And then she feels like she's got a love, which we find out later that she told her mom after the weekends over, Mom, how do I get into that thing? That was amazing. Well, the cool, cool part was that we all experienced that together. And so, during the testimony time at lunchtime, the mom actually used this as one of her God sightings. And she just started to tear up again to think, it's almost like us, you know, we're, we just come bumbling in to our quiet time. <laughs> and it's like the triune community, and maybe all heaven, who knows, right, is in the room going, cool, you're here, we love you, you're awesome. And she started thinking about that whole community expression of lavish love on her daughter and thinking, Lord, that's what you do when I come bumbling into my my alone time with you? And the fun part was that the whole group remembered it. So we're all actually having a God-siding moment, even as she's telling the story. It was just so sweet and so precious. And all the feedback on the comment things was just people saying, which really matters to us. And we, I got so much pleasure out of this because the other thing that we also finalize is our mission statement. And that First Love's mission is to provide resources for life-changing experiences of God's love, to provide resources for life-changing experiences of God's love, Well, what was so fun was out of the 10 testimonies, three people used that exact language where they're saying, this was amazing. This was so life-changing, life-altering. I'll never be the same. And the best part is that you're right. This wasn't just a weekend experience, but you gave us tools. You gave us stuff that we can use so we can really continue in this. It's just so amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And right there, I get up and go, you guys just said the mission statement. You're talking about being resourced to have not just one, but ongoing, life-changing experiences of God's love. And so we were like, oh God, this is so, so cool. It finally even caused us to change the title of the weekend. It's still First Loved, but what we ended up titling it, and it really worked out and people responded well, was a three-day weekend to taste and see God's love up close and personal like the disciples did through Jesus. A three-day weekend to taste and see. It gives an expectation for experience, and then the fact we were using the food metaphors and, and whatever, that it was just so true that they experienced God's love so up close and personal like the disciples did, and the joy was extraordinary. The joy was so much fun. But continue to pray for us about that too. Last time I encouraged you and pleaded with you actually (laughs) to be praying with us about trying to finish getting along. We've got a wonderful team that's trying to help us finish First Loved as well. And again, we need resources for that. Pray that God will release funds to help this get done. And it's just slow because everybody's volunteers (laughs) and it's just taking time. But Thankfully, this past weekend really showed that the changes, the adjustments, the tweaking that we're doing this time around seems to really, really be helpful and really good. So please, please be in prayer with us and that the Lord will help us. I just want to finish with just this reminder from the Lord, though, from the Psalm Moses wrote, Psalm 90, but from the Lord's heart to yours. Oh, beloved ones, my children, my sons and daughters, Oh, that you would come to me right now, today, every day, morning, night, anytime. Come to me and let me satisfy you. Let me satisfy you with my unfailing love that you may sing for joy and be glad all your days. Know that it is I, I who will give you the ability empower you to know how wide and long and high and deep is my love for you. And that yeah, just like the group was waiting for that teenager when she walked through the door, just like, just like the facilitator's dog. That's how excited I am. That's the excited anticipation I have, the joy I feel when you come into my presence where we get to mutually love and be loved together. Oh, come, let me satisfy you again with my unfailing love, that you may sing for joy and be glad all your days. Father, we thank you, we love you, we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Have a great day.